Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks to the sponsors, uh, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Beckett Media, as well as ComC. Uh, this is another investment fallacies about always buying the best. Sounds like good advice. Is it always the case? Always, always. Uh, as you know from uh, marriage counseling, uh, using the words never and always are, uh, uh, I won't say they're always bad, but uh, you can get into trouble when you make absolute statements. So always buying the best. Uh, normally, you'd want to buy the best. If you're looking for a home, uh, a house to buy, and now with cards running up in value, there are cards that are worth uh, more than houses. That didn't used to be the case. But if you're buying a house, there's uh, advice that you hear from uh, real estate professionals, you know, buy the best house you can afford. Uh, that's also not always uh, great advice, but uh, to buy, a, a, you know, a, uh, again, buy a house that, that you would want that somebody else would want when it's uh, time to sell. So uh, buying a fixer-upper, uh, if you have the fixing-up abilities, then, you know, that, that can be a good deal. But uh, some others have said, why don't you buy the worst house on the block? And then if you fix it up, you'll there'll be uh, comparables on the block where your house is going to look like a good deal when you go to sell it. Uh, but cards are not houses, and they probably are not uh, fixer-uppers. Uh, they also can have that same illiquidity in a down market, which can be troubling. You can buy a house, and uh, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, was uh, you could buy a house, and you could then wind up not being able to sell the house. So hypothetically, houses, just like cards, are supposed to be appreciating assets, that they go up in value, and in, in many cases they have, but that is not always the case. So always buying the best. Would you always buy the best player? Well, all things being equal, but they're not equal. Um, uh, Tom Brady considered to be uh, a better quarterback than Drew Brees, but lately I've seen more action about if, if you're going to spend money on cards, would you take Tom Brady or would you take Drew Brees? Again, for the same amount of dollars, uh, if you had $100 to invest or $1,000 to invest, it might be the Drew Brees, even though he is not considered better, uh, not the best player, he is somebody that might have better uh, potential for increase. Uh, Bob Euchre, a notably not great player who is, uh, seemed to be in demand as a, as a more of a vintage card of a player that wasn't the best player, but uh, has enough notoriety that he's, his, his cards sell well. Uh, generally buying the best might also mean uh, buying the oldest or the earliest card of a player. And that's also not always true. You look at some of Michael Jordan's, uh, uh, very high dollar inserts from the, uh, late 90s, his rookie cards, 86, 87, but some of these uh, amazing uh, PMG type uh, things that are that uh, that the uh, companies uh, pr produced a lot of uh, a lot of product, but the these uh, very difficult uh, and, and very rare inserts were needle in a haystack. There, you'd also think that um, buying the best grade would be good advice, and that's if if that were the case, then people would just be looking for the BGS black labels and the tens. And, and PSA tens and, you know, but even that's not always true. Uh, and because frankly, there aren't enough to go around. And so as, as those prices go up, then a regular nine of something or a 9.5 or an 8.5 even could look like a relative bargain. So always buying the best, uh, usually buying the best would be a better way that I'd say it. Um, you know, again, buying the best condition, even that's, uh, if you're faced with two vintage cards and one is a five and one is a six, uh, how much, uh, how much more is if the six price is slightly more then yeah maybe i pick that up if it's way more 
uh, from a distance, I can't tell that much difference in the so buying the best might mean buying the rarest, it might mean buying the oldest, it might be mean buying the, the best, but frankly, almost all of those relative best words are relative in the sense that they are defined by current perceptions, and they may not always be the case. It may be that uh, somebody else comes along, or some other uh, situation comes along, or just like in the grading situation, the pop reports are, are, are works in progress, and when you see something is the only... 10 or the only nine or the only eight, if it's a very, very old card, uh, there could be a find and that could, that could uh, change things. So I don't like anything that says always, but normally buying the best, uh, I've, I, I don't think I've always bought the best. Uh, when I did, I haven't been displeased, but I've done well when I bought less than the best when it was something that would also still have an appeal. And, and again, I, if I bought it right, um, I, I already talked about the example of a very close friend who, who uh, always bought the best and did terrific. But he is a, if not a singular example, a, a very rare example of somebody that had the vision and the money to, uh, to, to, to buy the best that he could find and to overpay to get the best. And so, again, just a short episode on that uh, investment fallacy. Doesn't mean it's always wrong. Doesn't mean it's always right. But again, as I said, always is probably not a good word to use with anything that has to do with investments. So, Thanks for your attention. Uh, this is a short little weekend episode, and I'll be back again tomorrow with another uh, episode. Thanks, listeners.